0: Hey. Are you really a wolf fan? A wolf fan, fan, and?
1: Oh, yes. I think that's how every man should be. Like a wild beast. Screams <laughs> 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 and bones, and bats and bones, and teenage monsters in haunted homes, a ghost on the stair, a vampire's bite. Better beware <laughs> there's a full moon tonight. Boys and goons having a ball. Uh, Frankenstein Dracula and even the mummy are sure to end up in somebody's mummy. (laughs) Take a fresh rope, some toadstools and weeds, and add an old owl and the young one's sheep. Takes in seven legs from an eight-legged beast, and then you're all set for a cannibal feast. Sit round a fire with this cup of brew, a fiend and a werewolf on each side of you. This cannibal orgy is strange to behold, and the maddest story ever told.
2: <clears throat> the maddest story ever told yeah all right hey welcome to chewing the scenery horror movie podcast this is a podcast where we talk about movies of all different eras especially old ones and uh, let's see um, we're not uh, critics we're horror fans and illustrators and artists, and uh, we spoil movies when we talk about them. And thank you to the Moonrays for giving us that intro, Creature Features. And uh, you can find them on iTunes uh, or Amazon where they are, The Moon Dash Rays. That's based on uh, Henry Mancini's Experiment. Experiment in Terror. Yes. For anyone who's wondering. All right, so... What have you all watched since last time?
0: Well, it's been 3 <clears throat> weeks since we did this. Yeah, I've watched a feature. lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about this last week cuz we had Steven on the show. Who was by the way awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we can't thank him enough. But yeah, Will, what have you watched?
3: Well, I watched um I watched 3 really terrible ones, each worse <laughs> than the last. Ooh, I watched uh what was the first <laughs> one? Howling Fools.
1: Out I can't remember
3: the first one. The second was Samurai Cop. Oh. And the third one was Arachnea. Hmm. Man, they were
0: terrible. Arachnea.
2: Yeah, I can't believe I can't remember the first one.
0: I've seen okay. Arachnophobia. No. Uh this was... Ooh.
2: Samurai Cop versus Wolf Cop. Who would win?
3: Wolf Cop. Hands down? Yeah. <laughs> Samurai Cop is a terrible film, whereas Wolf Cop is a classic. <laughs> <laughs> it's an instant class. I can't believe I can't remember the first one it was so bad
0: <laughs> your, your mind it, has gone on self defense yeah
3: it was like uh, oh it was Cyber Tracker that was the name of it it was a 90s <laughs> vision of the future mm. in which computers were less technologically advanced than they actually were when the movie was made in <laughs> 1992 or whatever
0: um, what's the cover like? Is it a, a guy flexing his muscles and showing his mullet? I don't know
3: what the cover was like. I
0: just picked some bad okay. films, so
3: uh, the acting was wow, some of the worst I've ever seen i'm not I'm not real tough on acting. It'll be tough on other things in movies, but acting'll pretty give a pretty big leeway there, but this one was high school drama rejects. they were supposed to be a a group of uh, resistance fighters but they all seemed like they had just come from a casting call for a soap opera (laughs) none of them could have lasted you know ten minutes in any resistance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I watched uh, Wild Style which is a documentary slash drama about excuse me about hip hop in 1981 and, or 82 in New York no, it's super low budget sugar uh, hill and all that stuff yeah they, sh- uh, they didn't have sugar hill in it they had fast freddy and the F- fabulous five um, not,
2: not fab five freddy
3: or fab five yeah Okay. Um, he's in it uh, it's, uh, just a neat shot and then I watched another one after that called I believe hip hop international was about hip-hop all over the world which was mm. pretty interesting um german is not a great language to <laughs> rap in i found but uh other than that it was pretty pretty interesting um i'm sure there were others i've watched but that's what i remember right now
0: it was, it was just taking off in japan when i was there and uh, this uh, single came out where they rapped in the dialect of their own town mm. and then that became a a thing so like every city had to do their own version of this particular song in their own oh. slang and dialect
3: yeah and the hip-hop family tree which i've mentioned on here before they talk about going to japan <clears throat> and uh when they they did like a couple groups went to japan and i think they played for a month and nobody knew what the hell they were doing i mean the audiences were just like baffled by them With the first shows but by the end of the month they already had a japanese dj who was he was up there (laughs) cutting records and you know just how quickly it took off
0: (laughs) any other ones Uh, what's arachnia
2: about
3: arachnia is about a group of people who crash land on a farm and there's big spiders that were brought up underground from a meteor shower mm-hmm. don't ask uh <laughs> wow it was it was really terrible too
0: <clears throat> how could that be terrible is it is it like really bad cg Ooh.
3: oh no no stuff? thankfully i will give them uh i will commend them for this they use stop motion for the bugs oh, awesome. even though this was made you know maybe 10 20 years ago
0: huh but it you still wouldn't recommend it
3: uh, I would recommend it over the other two. Okay. Cyber Tracker <laughs> and Samurai Cop. Right. Um, It had a bunch of bad acting, too, and didn't make a whole lot of sense.
0: I could forgive that for some stop-motion monsters.
3: Yeah, I, I did like the stop-motion monsters. It was a nice, uh, you know, Ray Harryhausen kind of mm. tribute there. Big spider tears up a car. Mm. Nice. Yeah. All
2: right. How about you, Julian? Any uh, awesome movies? Oh yeah,
0: I have seen some really awesome ones. I think only one bad one, actually. Yeah, uh, the last one I saw was Stool Pigeon, which is a Hong Kong crime movie from a couple of years ago. Stool Pigeon. Stool Pigeon with uh, Nicholas Tse is the uh, Stool Pigeon. He's he's kind of manoeuvred to being the informant in this uh, gang. Mm. He's the, he's the driver for this gold thieves it gets really dark the the ending is just nightmarish oh man oh they, they end up being chased through this abandoned school and uh so everyone's hampered by all the chairs that are piled up in the rooms and they have to you know battle away just to get the doors open and there's people coming at them with machetes it's just wow oh my god yeah <laughs> it's not a happy movie but it's it's so good really good uh dante lamb he's a good action director uh deadpool have you seen that one no i've not what do you, seen What'd you think
2: of it i haven't seen it yet um I...
3: that that ad for it we saw before one of the movies we went to yeah Whew, man it looked like a turd
0: <laughs> yeah it, it i had pretty low expectations going in i thought it, well, this is just going to be one of those you know cold uh humor sort of things like kick ass where it's just like ha yeah. ha he died in an interesting way. But it was it was really good. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's really well done. Uh they got the kind of balance of the different tones right, you know, got characters you you cared about and
3: Oh wow.
0: Good people in it. Yeah. So uh, really impressive on just the opening credits is this amazing travelling shot through a, a calf being flipped over with people flying out of it and and uh, all the credits coming up, and and all the credits are like these parodies of credits. So it gives you the tone of the movie immediately. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say so check it out.
3: Well, I have to check it out though. Uh,
0: the 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 turkey I saw was called uh, It's this Italian Canadian movie called a uh, Yeti G- uh, Giant of the 20th Century.
2: Ooh, how did that you not like that good. one? That was a.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs>
2: I'm kidding. So I it, seen it. this is
0: like a cash in on the '76 King Kong. Ooh, yeah. Oh, so they're From aiming there, high. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it came out in 77 and it's just got the worst like superimposed. I, the, the the Yeti is this uh, guy who looks like a pro wrestler and he's got the big 70s hair. He looks like Bee Gees gone wild. Oh, nice. And, uh, and then he's got this furry suit. And uh, uh, before you ask, you cannot see his penis. But... <laughs> uh, basically uh may i see his penis uh but i i've watched the whole thing though uh it's got uh antonella Intelenghi in it uh it was her screen debut she was in uh she played uh emily in city of the living dead um she was about 17 when this came out she'd already been married had kids um I uh, also saw House of Pleasure, which is like a Max Ophel's film from 1952, with a whole bunch of good people. And it. it's got uh, Simone Simone in it uh, from Cat People. Oh, okay. Really good looking movie. Uh, really amazing moving the camera around this kind of, you know, the the House of Pleasure at the start of it is pretty impressive. Um so, oh, I saw The the Fifth Wave. You know that one we saw those yes, trailers for? Yes. Where it's like every invasion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First,
3: they took our whatever. Yeah, so
0: it starts out with The uh, Day They Stood Still, and then it <clears> goes <throat> to, like, uh, there's like a the big flood, and then they get down to people who have been taken over, hunting down other people. and uh, But it's got Chloe Grace Moretz in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's another one of those, like... Um, between movies where uh, it's a bunch of militarized kids who are insurgents against the technologically superior powers. You know, (laughs) what are they trying to say here? Uh, So there's really good uh, early noir called Fallen Sparrow. Do you know that one with John Garfield? I don't think so. Uh, Maybe. This sounds before uh, anyone came up with the term film noir. Yeah. Uh, So he's like this. uh, In this case, he's a veteran of the Spanish Civil War. Okay. And he was he was on the losing side, of course. And, yeah. And he's been in prison for a couple of years, being tortured. And uh, the the Nazis are after this uh, standard that he got hold of. Um. And there's there's all these women, just gorgeous women, turning yeah. up and taking an interest in him, and you know trying to work out if, you know, which one of them is actually a spy or or all of them. You know, it's so yeah. paranoid. Um, Yeah, it's really good. Oh, that sounds good. uh, It's got that classic, like those noir nighttime shots where it's like 90% black. Yeah. Just utter black. What is it called? The Sparrow? Fallen Sparrow. Fallen Sparrow. Yeah, John Garfield. All right. Uh,
3: I will have to check that one out.
0: Yeah. I saw a bunch of uh, Japanese movies and a Korean movie and a Russian movie.
2: (laughs) Navigating the globe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Watched a bunch of uh, samurai movies. and Yeah. Any samurai cop
2: movies? No.
0: How about uh, Sergeant
2: Kabuki Man? Have you ever seen that? A couple
0: of them were kind of crime movies because they are about Yakuza. Okay. Mixed in with the samurai. Yeah. So I saw this amazing Russian movie called Andrei Rublev, uh, which I do not recommend to people who can't stand the sight of mistreatment of animals. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's like a three-hour... It's, it's about the guy who, who painted the icons. Oh, okay. The, the classic Russian icons. And him, him wondering about Russia in the midst of it being invaded by the Tatars and all the princes fighting with each other. And, oh, okay. Uh, it's uh, Andrei Tovsky. Film. I believe I've <laughs> seen that yeah starts out with a guy with the uh, he constructs a balloon and freaks everyone out yes yeah. yes
3: I'm glad you know the name of that because I watched that art no. history a zillion years ago uh-huh. could not remember the name of it
0: well they uh, when they uh, it got held up in Russia for several years because the, the the people in charge didn't you know they, they saw it as a critique of them of course and uh, yeah um, so they you know, they do things like to him, like uh, the night before it opened at a festival, they cancel it on some reason. They, oh.
3: um
0: Yeah, so it got sh- eventually got shown illegally in France and got praised, and then eventually came out in the US. And this is like three hour plus movie. Yeah. And for the US edit, it was cut down to like less than two hours. Oh. It just didn't make sense.
3: <clears throat> <laughs> it's a really good movie, though. Yeah, fantastic. I, I enjoyed that a lot.
0: that so, you, Richard?
2: Well, I did mention one when uh, Stephen Graham Jones was on with us last week uh, that I had seen the 2010 Frozen, not to be, oh, yeah. not to be confused with the <laughs> Disney or Pixar <laughs> Frozen. This was the one directed by Adam Green mm-hmm. about the uh, three friends who sort of scam their way into... Uh, uh, well, onto a ski lift to do some skiing without a pass. I think they bribed the lift operator. And then there's a misunderstanding with the shift change and the last people who went up were supposed to have come back down, but they were mistaken for another trio and they stopped the lift mm. and a storm was coming in and the lights all got shut off. So these folks were stuck on a ski lift mm-hmm. and you wouldn't think an hour and a half movie it might, might be a little more than an hour and a half could really work on the premise that they're stuck basically on a chair swinging around in a snowstorm, but it really works and they do really take it some different places. Um, And of course I mentioned when Steven was here that there were wolves present at one point in the story and they were good looking wolves. Um, You know, it's, it's nice that uh, the suspense and the, the horror of this movie was contained to things found in nature there was no supernatural forces at play. So that was really cool. So that's a 2010, uh, again, Adam Green directed that one. Um, so I saw that and, uh, after watching Spider Baby, which, uh, Jolian, you gave me this on VHS years ago, like nine or 10 years ago when you used to do a thing. One of my Halloween giveaways. Yes. You did these great (laughs) things when we all worked at the art store, um, where you'd bring in the stuff that you'd upgraded from, mm-hmm. either from one edition to a better edition or from VHS to DVD. And then more recently, you go from DVD to Blu-ray or from normal edition to Criterion Edition. So I, I have, I've had Spider-Baby on VHS, and I thought it was just a cool-looking cover, and I knew that it was early work by Sid Haig, and I knew him more recently at the time from House of a Thousand Corpses and things like that. So never got to watch the thing because I just haven't gotten another VCR in my life. Oh. And so in preparation for this uh, tonight, I watched Spider Baby for the first time just about a week ago. Okay. And then again, background watched it last night while I was doing some work on the kitchen. And the real horror is the kitchen remodel. Don't ever do it. <laughs>
3: It's, it's it's like fixing your own brakes.
2: Yeah. It's one of those projects that seems simple, but... Yeah. yeah. It'll take X amount of time. Well, no. You multiply that times 10 and you're still nowhere close. Yeah. So uh, when that... Um, and I was able to easily find it on YouTube... And I don't think there's a whole lot of royalties and rights issues with this movie because was... no,
3: it fell into the public domain for some reason. It seemed that way. Something with the title change. I read about it last night, and then
2: the same thing. Night uh, of the Living Dead suffered
3: from. Yeah, Jack Hill was able to put together a version that, I guess, he had footage that was cut that he put in, so he could get the writes that way i watched it on internet archive and oh okay it was a fantastic looking copy that's nice i couldn't believe how good it looked um mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> for it, being you know a download
0: from a free site yeah it's really worth uh getting a, a good quality version of this mm-hmm. it's nice. it's yeah, the,
2: there's so, an, yeah there's an ethereal quality to how that film looks in the 60s like it was filmed in 64 right it was made yeah, in '64, yeah. and then wasn't released for a few more years. In what, '67? Mm-hmm. So, what? And to just kind of quickly cover what else I did see, after that was over on YouTube, um, it it immediately queued up. Hey, you might also like this, and <laughs> I realized that I hadn't seen Invasion of the Saucer Men in years, oh, nice. years. <laughs> so I let that roll while I was doing some sanding and patching and whatnot mm-hmm. in the kitchen, and uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, just the 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 simple storytelling and uh, the the simple special effects. Uh,
0: yeah, it, was well, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, Paul Blaisdell. He had to make those things overnight. Uh, yeah, know, the saucer and oh wow. Uh, yeah, the sorcery made overnight. Um, I think he had a whole couple of days for the, for for the, the creatures. <laughs> yeah,
2: and was that Frank Gorshin in that? Yep. Oh, I thought I, I recognized him. He was the best Riddler ever. He was just batshit crazy as a Riddler, mm-hmm. and
0: you know when but, I was a he's, kid, he's basically doing the Rigid Woodmark, uh, the young Rigid Woodmark giggling killer character. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, Jolien, did you experience the 1966 Batman series at all in England?
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was it was really popular, and it was on Saturday mornings. Uh, I remember it being on and not being allowed to watch it.
2: Oh, what a drag, man. Man, parents just don't understand. I, I will not go into it, but <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it was pretty cruel.
2: Um did you when you did get a chance to watch it, did you wonder how they made the floors slanted in the in the bad guys hideouts? Or did you pretty much pick up on that as a oh, kid? Oh no. no. yeah.
0: just all the Dutch angles. I just <laughs>
2: thought it was a tilted room. <laughs>
3: oh okay. Yeah, well, I
2: was 4 or 5 I, years old. What the hell it did it was I know? It kind of
0: embarrassing because I really wanted to like it. And I saw a couple of the episodes and it was just, uh, it just seems silly.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Just, you know, it...
2: Well, that's only because it actually was silly.
0: Yeah. But, uh, I
2: felt the same way. And then I watched
3: him a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. I thought, this is the closest to a comic book I've ever seen on the screen. Really? For at least a comic of the 60s. The, the color, color design. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Dutch angles, the sort of generic cardboard characters, it all fit. Yeah. Really nicely for a 60s comic.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> so in addition to that, I saw Backcountry, which um, it, it was interesting. It had a lot of shaky cam stuff, but it was not found footage. Um, that was about a young couple, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like they were young-ish, but they're um, they on some sort of a trail hike. And I didn't catch the very beginning of the movie. I missed the first few minutes, but they were like on the Appalachian Trail or something like that. And... Uh, they run across this weird character, and you think he might be the big bad of the movie. And there's an encounter with a bear later on, and the whole man versus nature thing. But it was it was actually way better than I would have thought. So
0: that's. Um, so it's kind of like Animal Planet, the movie.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> so it was a 2014. For anyone looking for it, Backcountry, uh, it's it's a good watch. You know, I think it's enjoyable, and uh, I didn't hate it. I would mm. have, based on just. Minimal information, I I didn't think I would want to watch it, but it just started as the next thing when I... I always turn the TV on as background noise when I'm working. And uh, sometimes a movie that turns out to be a pretty decent movie comes on. Now, Batman, back to 1966 Batman. That's a good segue into the trio of birthdays. Um, Vincent Price, we are on the eve, we're recording this on the eve of Vincent Price's birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, He'd be like 197 years old right now, something like that. (laughs) maybe not Uh, but anyway he um, he was born on the 27th and then we have Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing were both born the 26th Ah. so it's the trio of birthdays now my nephew Johnny recommended hey why don't you do a a cool like birthday tribute to the guys there were two movies they were all three in Mm -hmm. two movies two movies okay Scream and Scream Again or something like that
0: Uh. hmm yeah, they were never on screen together though.
2: Right. And then uh, House of the Long Shadows. Right. And I tried to start both movies last night, like the first one Scream and Scream again. Yeah, I didn't know I like what that one. Yeah, I didn't know what they were doing <laughs> and I felt like I wasn't going to understand it in the time allotted to watch a good portion of it, hopefully the whole movie. So I switched to the other movie and I realized how tired I was and I didn't get very far through mm-hmm. that one either. But what? There's some alternate Nazi universe that they were living in, or what was going scream, on?
0: Scream again. Yeah, there's yeah, a jogger. Just,
2: then he wakes up in the hospital. Yeah, and, and,
0: and bits of him keep disappearing. Yeah, it, it kind of makes sense at the end. When okay. You, when you know what's going on, but it, it's very arch about it. You know, this is is kind of done in the style of the the Avengers, the TV series. Yeah,
2: it did feel like this that. this
0: kind of you know, campy, arch flavor to it. Hmm.
2: It, were you, were it's you? not going to
0: tell you what's going on immediately just bizarre things happening
2: okay so it wasn't my imagination was no, that weird yeah it's good were you allowed to watch the Avengers uh,
0: I never saw the the old TV series yet. I think that was always on too late oh I mean, we didn't have a TV until oh yeah, I was five or six hmm
2: well where I was going with that was women in cat suits but okay you know
0: <laughs> I, I think oh Diner Rig yeah. Yeah.
2: She's in Game of Thrones now. She does not look the same. Is she?
0: I saw... her um, No more
2: cat suits. Sorry.
0: I saw, saw an episode of it when I went back to England last time, and uh, it was pretty entertaining.
2: Yeah, it's a, it was a fun show. I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, they got such good chemistry.
2: Yeah. So, should we talk about Spider-Baby?
0: Spider-Baby.
3: <laughs>
2: and why... Oh, by the way, the reason Batman reminds me of Vincent Price because he played Egghead.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, he did.
2: Yeah. So Spider Spider Baby, Baby. yeah. Will, you recommended this one?
3: Yeah, this is a movie I've I've wanted to see for a long time. Uh, I heard about this probably about 1990. I'm gonna guess. Wow. And at the time, it was extremely difficult to find anywhere, and uh, real cult classic. And then for whatever reason, I just never got around to to watching it it's one of those it'll i'll see something it'll pop up and i go i need to watch spider baby now we have a podcast so hey i couldn't put it off any longer and i'm i'm ashamed that it took me this long to watch spider baby because it is excellent
2: it's so fun yes and it's just weird to see sid Haig so young and looking almost like a circus pinhead
0: yeah It was really good to hear that you finally tracked down a cult movie and it lived up to...
2: Yes, it
3: did. It was... You know, there's been a couple. Uh, This one and and a movie that I'm sure the makers of were fans of Spider-Baby, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm -hmm. It was a cult movie that I'd heard of, had to wait forever to see, finally saw it. I've watched it a zillion times. And this movie, I don't know, I think they watched it. There's... There's a lot of parallels there, I think.
2: I do remember a friend of mine, Ellen, being instrumental in bringing a Rocky Horror Picture Show to a small theater, and uh, having just a this whole evening of the thing. And she'd been to some showings in other towns, but she and a group of friends knew all the all the parts, you know, all the all the lines to say, but all the dances and everything. Yeah. So it was pretty cool to see some friends who. I was very close with uh, get up on stage and do all the bits from the show, along with it. You know, like the part at the end where they spin the globe, mm-hmm. and a bunch of people run up on stage and start moving their arms like they're spinning the globe. And then when they, yeah, when the guy stops it, they all fly off and stumble and fall. Those visual tricks were so fun to see, like not knowing they were coming. Mm-hmm. That was so cool.
3: Throwing toast at the screen.
2: Yeah, when he says a toast. Yeah. And everyone throws toast you don't want to be on the cleanup crew for that one
3: (laughs) no i saw that in albuquerque in a in a old theater that that was the last night and they trashed that theater (laughs) i mean there were people like ripping out seats and there was stuff everywhere and it was fantastic
2: Now, what is it about Rocky Horror Picture Show that makes you feel like they were definitely fans of Spider-Baby? Just the tone of it or what?
3: The tone, the the fact that they're a house. I felt that Peter, Uncle Peter and the secretary were very Brad and Janet. Yeah. Uh, Although I also felt that that Peter could have been played by Dick Van Dyke from the Dick Van Dyke show (laughs) as Rob Petrie, and it would have fit perfectly maybe he could have fallen down over the rocking chair but
1: uh
3: you know uh, yeah something the the fact that uh the lady puts on the lingerie and then runs out of the house it just yeah. seemed like well, I would put more clothes on if I had to sleep there right but she she complains and then she goes upstairs and plays dress up
2: yeah she was you know i mean that was <laughs> <laughs> Not what I was expecting to see. No. I mean, for, for the listeners who are listening to this without having seen it, she's like full-on black stockings and garter belt.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Which, you know. And yeah.
3: I foolishly asked my wife, why is she wearing that? And she goes, do you have to ask? This is the movie. Sex sells, <laughs> fool. Like, oh, yeah. And we
0: also have uh, uh, the guy spying on her from the window.
3: Yeah, Sid Hanks mm. staring down
0: at hanging it. upside down, watching a woman dress up in his mother's clothes.
3: Yes, mm. yes, that was the other thing. Those weren't clothes she had; no. those were clothes she found and yeah. put on. Yes,
0: <laughs> and then he uh, assaults her.
2: Yes. Now, this was one of was this Lon Chaney's last film, or one of
0: no. It was- yeah, three or four to go. Oh. Yeah, he didn't look very well. Oh, he was alcoholic. Oh, yeah.
3: he yeah. I was. I actually thought he looked pretty good in this movie. Yeah, this is he probably looked, his
0: He's lost good at role.
3: Yeah, yeah. Because I've so, seen a couple that were near the end, and ooh, you could tell he was heavy duty
0: alcoholic. Yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, he he looked tired and puffy. Mm-hmm. You can
0: tell he's got like cue cards around the place, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's he's. He's got you feel that he knows this is an interesting character and he wants yeah. to do a good job. I think he's he's good in this. Yeah. Yeah. Evidently
3: I, I, they had a big standing ovation for him after his big speech before he blows up everybody. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that was his, you know, great piece of of acting.
2: <laughs> you could tell the filmmakers were definitely fans. Yeah. Yeah. It was Jack, was it Jack Hill? Jack, Jack
3: Hill. Hill. He uh, Lon Chaney Junior got paid. Twenty five hundred dollars, I think, which was a uh, lot of money in those days. Yeah, for a sixty thousand dollar movie or yeah. eighty thousand dollars, depending on which source you look at.
2: And by the time I'm done editing this, we will have a, a few sound bites in, but uh, that opening theme is great. Yeah, and and the opening titles, holy crap, that style, that that great stylistic stuff from the sixties. Hmm.
3: Um, which made co- me think of Jay Ward.
2: Yeah, it looked like Jay Ward stuff, which of course. Um, you could say uh, Shag and some of these guys today yeah, are definitely, definitely derivative of, of that yeah. style. And
0: that great typography.
2: Yeah, the typography, the characters. That stuff is just everything I love about the 60s. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, music's by Ronald Stein.
2: Ronald's the, okay, Ronald Stein. Now you have the CD here that we're going to grab some stuff from. Um, what, okay, what else? Let's see. Attack so of the 50-Foot Woman. So
0: he started out with uh, Roger Corman. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, okay. It all makes Just sense like now.
2: Just like Jack Hill
3: did.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <clears> he, <throat> and he could do these really fast. Nice. Really well. And, and, yeah, he did some really cool, memorable soundtracks, like Dementia 13's fantastic. Right. Uh, and The Terror. Uh, it's got some great themes in it. Um, yeah. And, and, and then this one, he's got that song, which uh, Lon Chaney mm-hmm. Jr. performs. <laughs> uh yeah, so it's fun stuff. Yeah, that one's a
2: lot of fun. Now, without you mentioning Roger Corman, I would have assumed it, and and so it comes as no surprise that you say, "Oh yeah, Jack Hill got his start there." Yeah, as a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. And uh, to call the work of these you know producers and directors and writers schlock is just—it's almost dogging it. But I kind of feel like it's it's um, it's almost a compliment. Because it's such a big part of our history, you know, our, our our movie history to have these things that were just going outside of the studio norm. I mean, if you know the history of MGM or any of those studios, a lot of that stuff was just kind of dull and, and homogenized. And these guys were were kind of the mavericks who were doing crazy stuff, and I think that's awesome. So Yeah, so I
3: have a kind of a love hate relationship with, <laughs> with Roger Sh- Carmen. <laughs> mm. I like Roger Carmen in theory, but a lot of his movies come down to lots of walking scenes and filler. <laughs> I think if you cut them down to maybe an hour, they'd be a damn good movie, but
2: <laughs> well, wasn't there some philosophy about putting something at the beginning and something at the yes, end? Yes, that is Roger
3: Corman's <laughs> philosophy. You put something in the, Start and something at the end, and the middle, you just put people walking around.
2: Yeah, these idiots will sit through anything. Yeah. Just, just, they'll remember the last scene.
0: Well, he, he was great at spotting talent. So, you had lots of amazing directors come up yes. through Corman. Uh He had great poster artists. Mm hmm. He had Ronald Stein doing music. You know, uh, he had writers who could crank out a witty script. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and he had, you know, amazing character actors.
2: Yeah. Now, which of these girls um, was the brunette?
0: Uh, that so that is... was Virginia. That was Jill Banner.
2: Okay. She reminds me of Kristen Ritter, who was uh, Jane in Breaking Bad. hmm Who... Jessica Jones. Yeah, and Jessica Jones, yeah. She reminds me of her quite a bit, like her face.
3: I recognized her from a Star Trek. Behind... Oh, Yeah. I can't believe that not being a big Star Trek fan, but having watched it a couple of years ago, I watched the whole original series. I actually recognized her. I was like, oh,
2: she was in a Star Trek. And she wasn't even painted green. No. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, um, the other girl was uh, in, in tons of TV as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in the 50s where she'd play the, the little girl. like She was in the Old, old yellow Oh, it was a movie, wasn't it? Uh, and then she was in Thriller and yeah, stuff like
2: that. no. Uh of course these girls were very attractive and but they were playing these these um soft in the head kind of simpletons uh or they've degenerated intellectually because of the the Mary disease. Um does it feel to you like Rob Zombie borrows heavily from this for his character in uh in uh, Yeah, th-
0: this sits in between <laughs> the parody horror movies like Old Dark House. Okay. And then you get into the sixties and you've had uh you've you, like, sick humor as a thing mm-hmm and uh you you've the the monster kids who grew up on e c in the fifties are now in their teens late teens going to college um so there's this more kind of self reflexive horror humor coming in yeah and uh and then you know so the next st- stage after this is like the even darker stuff like Texas Chainsaw, yeah, and and then the like as you say, Rocky Horror, the Thundercrack, yeah, uh, you know all those things in the seventies. So, yeah, this is like right in between those kind of weird tone,
3: <laughs> right? I think the Adams Family came out around that time, at least the TV, TV show. Was
0: that like sixty six? Yeah, sixty. Yeah, that would have something. come out just before this got. Released.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. And I wonder if he... I mean, Charles Adams' cartoons were pretty popular. Yeah, yeah. Uh From the 40s and right. onward. Uh, I w- I wonder how much they kind of...
0: Yeah, that, there's there's some especially with the girls. There's little that touch kind of,
3: there. I mean, there's not
0: much, but... You where know. the Adams family kids are playing with a Christmas guillotine and yeah, things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah.
3: Right. I love Charles Adams' yeah. cartoons. The best is uncle fester's although i don't think he had the name in the comic uh is sitting in a movie theater it's a panel of all these people sitting in the theater and everybody's crying and you look at it and you're like okay i don't see the joke i don't see the joke and then you finally spot fester laughing at some <laughs> tragedy that they're watching i man
2: yeah it's
3: the subtlety in the humor charles adams fan after that it's it's great
2: stuff I, th- I have a giant book of Charles Adams cartoons somewhere.
3: I've got a couple of them
2: now. Yeah, they're great.
3: It made me think of myself. I went and watched that terrible Macaulay <clears throat> Culkin movie, The Good Girl. Hmm. At the end, he gets stung by bees. Oh,
2: The Good Son? No,
3: no, this is... Something. Oh, My
2: Girl. My Girl, that's... Yeah, it.
3: yeah he gets stung by bees, bees. and <laughs> people were crying in the theater, and <laughs> Not I laughed. the bees! I laughed and laughed. I have bad reaction to horrific scenes
2: sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. They can just assume it's gallows humor. But the interesting thing about Rob Zombie borrowing heavily from the way these girls behaved in this movie for House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects is that um, Sherry Moon Zombie's character, who acts like a simpleton and a moron and a weirdo, her character's name is Baby. Mm. Oh, Hmm. Coincidence? I think not. Bob Zombie.
0: <laughs> well, there's also a movie in the '70s called The Baby. The Baby. Where there's this huge guy who's kept in a crib. <laughs> Ew, creepy. I
3: think there was one called Baby Doll.
0: Oh, that—that's um, the old. Is it Tennessee Williams?
3: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's about a child bride. Hmm. So. <clears throat> Strange, strange film. <laughs>
0: so, so Jolien, when was the first time you saw this? Uh, probably at the Scala Cinema, because the guy who like, rescued this movie was uh, Johnny Legend, who was based in L.A., but he used to come over to London and put on these all-nighters at the Scala where, uh, where it would be movies like this, which you'd experience at three in the morning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing.
2: That sounds really cool. So you you've known of this one for decades now.
3: <laughs> yes. This one needs to be on a double bill with a "Carnival of Lost Souls."
2: Mm. I mean, yeah. Good night. <laughs> same same year filming, by the way. Yeah. Car- carnival four? Souls was '64, also. Carnival yeah. Souls. Yeah, apparently,
0: yeah. the um, the producers went bust, and and you know there's fights over the rights to this film, and it just got lost. Yeah. It hardly got distributed at all.
2: If everybody would just be cool, we would have all gotten some money, but everybody was a jerk and no one got right. paid.
3: Yeah. I like that they put it out under two different titles.
2: Now what the hell is the attack of the liver eaters? What the uh, who ate the any liver? liver? Eaters. Who ate any liver? I mean they straight up said they were uh, uh, vegetarians. Although they really weren't. They weren't vegetarians. Yeah. No, no, but
0: and this is called the cannibal orgy. <laughs> like if you listen to the lyrics of the song, he's yeah. talking about the cannibal orgy, like the the maddest story ever told. That was another title, right? In the lyrics, yeah. I and mean, I mean, before this, the cannibalism was not a central feature of a movie. Oh, okay. I mean, you had like cannibals in Tarzan movies. Yeah, yeah.
2: But not. But it wasn't clear what they were really yeah. up to. Uh,
0: you definitely didn't have explicit incest in it movies before this there's definitely implications in earlier films yeah but he flat but, out says it Yes. Yeah.
3: Nice. Um, man and poor Moreland
0: Oh, Manton Moreland yeah. yeah yeah
3: that was that was brutal I wasn't expecting that that, no, that me neither. made
0: because uh, when I watched it the last time it was the first time Emily had seen it and so she was cringing because there was this Manton Moreland character
3: uh-huh
0: and uh, he, he's kind of dialed it down from the actor used to yeah. do it in, his, in the forties, but uh, yeah, I so, said, "Hang on, this movie doesn't do the expected." Yeah. Uh, yeah um, so yeah, it is quite shocking that you have got this guy you think is going to be the comedy l- relief uh-huh. all the way through, like he was in was it like Revolt with the Zombies? Yeah. Uh, but then it turns the- Texas Chainsaw, and he gets yeah, and he gets- he, he dies slowly and gruesomely. Right. Yeah, it was bad. And then uh, Lon Chaney turns up and he's just like Cook out of Texas Chainsaw. He's
2: going, right. What, have you,
0: what yeah. have you done? Yeah.
2: Um, I was going to ask you guys if you noticed any similarity between the smug uh, cousin who's the survivor, Peter. Mm-hmm. Any resemblance between uh, his, his, his act and uh, Bruce Campbell?
0: Yeah, he's got that kind of... That swagger. Yeah, that kind of shucks you guys. You're so... Yeah, eccentric and yeah, he, he's 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 kind of nice though. Isn't he? he was yeah. going, yeah.
2: yeah, he kind of had that that easy sort of Bruce Campbell vibe to him. Yeah, and he was wearing like the smoking jacket if I remember correctly, <laughs> right. which is totally a Bruce Campbell yeah. bit now. <laughs> how come we, how come we don't have smoking jackets anymore? What happened to us as I a culture? Know. We don't, stopped smoking. and yeah, don't have pipes. Yeah, no pipes, no smoking jackets, cigars. Or, yeah,
0: never had a cigar.
2: Maybe we need to start that up somehow.
0: Yeah, his his um Uncle Peter is played by Quinn Redeker, who did tons of T V he was famous for uh, soaps like uh, Days of our Lives and Young and Restless. Uh but he became a screenplay writer. He wrote the story for the deer hunter. Oh really? Really? Wow.
2: <laughs> from such humble beginnings. Wow. Well I
0: I mean if you if you were watching T V in the sixties you would have seen, I expect, there was, you know, a few channels and major soaps yeah Yeah, that's that's true um,
2: but soap operas i mean that was it's just the worst stuff on tv i remember Uh, enduring that stuff (laughs) as a kid until the afternoon stuff came on i mean it didn't matter what the first thing was it was just always the best thing because the Mm. soaps were finally over
0: but that's one of the things i like about this film like so many people uh they're kind of nice they like each other and they get along but then you have these awful things oh yeah happening they're, because you know certain people are crazy
2: yeah they're, they're definitely demented and that and that just adds that that element of danger to the whole movie like anything horrible can happen and is definitely going to yeah and uh and of course um what's uh Sid, is it ralph is it ralph. ralph yeah Sid ralph Higgs' Mary. character ralph uh the way he moves he likes to be in these little confined spaces and he mm-hmm. moves throughout the, the mansion in a dumbwaiter. Mm-hmm. And when they came back from the um, the visit to town, he was like all in the trunk of the car or something? Or and He was in the back seat was laying that? on the floor. Oh, okay, that's what or, it was. Got
0: the window shutted.
2: Yeah. Right, so he,
3: that car costs more than they paid the people who were in this movie, <laughs> evidently. I'm
2: sure. But he, he, you know, if you didn't know anything about him at the time, you would have assumed, oh, they just found this big kooky moron guy to, to do this thing mm. you wouldn't guess
0: yeah him and uh yeah he was in the first jack hill film which is a short film
2: yeah
3: oh, he's been in a zillion things i looked him up on imdb i mean i remember him being in a lot of things <laughs> but hundreds but yeah, yeah it was, it was, every tv show in the 60s sid Haig has yeah, at least an episode
0: and tomahawk like. was the last thing i saw him in
3: Ah. Uh, and the dude is six foot four, so he's kind of. Is hard. he really? Yeah, he's
2: really tall. He's hard to miss.
3: I couldn't decide if he had a bald cap or if he really shaved his head until, I don't know, about three quarters of the way through, I decided. I think he did just shave his head and he has a really lumpy head. Yeah.
2: And, and uh, you didn't see a lot of guys with shaved heads back then, so it, it definitely would have stood out. Yeah. That was some commitment. I remember there was a big thing about that when uh, that Star Trek movie came out. And, and Percy's Combata. Yeah. yeah, I was
3: gonna say Percy's Combata shaved her head. Is yeah. that? Yeah, right?
2: and people made a really big deal out of that, like no woman would ever do that, yeah. and yet she did for that movie. And you know, I don't like, think a bald woman looks bad. No, I mean, mean, she looked great. I thought she looked great, but uh,
0: I think uh, Yul Brenner and Talisa shaved their heads.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were like. Name a bald man, and you only could think of two.
0: Kojak.
2: Kojak, whatever his name is, and that other guy from uh, The King and I. Man, there's no one cooler (laughs) than Telly Savalas. (laughs) Hey, we played that bit of that song at the end of our Twilight Zone episode. If. If. I never heard of it until you told me about Mm -hmm. it. What a a fantastic ballad. He's just walking around smoking a cigarette with that orchestra going on. Yeah, it's stunning stuff. I, I I liked watching him being tormented by a little baby doll. You know, more than, Oh yeah. More than watching him sing that <laughs> that shlocky song. <laughs> yeah, a
3: couple of years ago I watched Kojak it was on and uh enjoyed it.
2: You're more of a Columbo guy though, aren't you?
3: I like Columbo too.
2: Yeah, Steven when he was on our show mentioned uh Kolshak, you know, and and that's a show that I watched as a kid, but I have not revisited.
3: Yeah. I imagine it doesn't hold up. I didn't watch it as a kid. I watched some of those uh, when I heard that the X-Files were based on that.
0: I think the first of the, the movies is really still... Yeah, the first
2: up. one's really good with the vampire. With
0: the TV show you watched for the characters.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And it, yeah. Was, it was totally Monster of the Week for sure. So, um, any favorite scenes in this?
3: I think when uh man tan gets killed it's just <laughs> it's creepy and <laughs> fantastic
2: now did he play a lot of the the stereotypical black roles like he did silly, play a lot of sort uh, of he step of the, and fetch it as, yeah yeah
0: but he's i think he's one of the best ones right uh when when he's on screen like he's was like in king of the zombies charlie chan
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh
0: he was in cabin in the sky as well yeah big movie but yeah, he'd been in vaudeville, and he'd been in what they called race movies, which mm-hmm. were designed to play to right. black audiences. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so uh, when he, when he did vaudeville, his partner was uh, Ben Carter, and he turns up in a couple of Charlie Chan movies, and they do this routine where they finish each other's sentences. Oh, okay. Well, well they don't finish them, they just go on to it as if they've understood what they were going to say, mm-hmm. but they do it really fast. It's, a, it's pretty funny stuff. Yeah. yeah Which was so, later stolen by so Run DMC. Always, he always plays like the, the the black guy who's like, he kind of bugs his eyes a bit. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, is afraid of all the ghosts and stuff. But he's, I, maybe because like all the white guys in the movie are usually pretty stiff. He's the funniest thing. And he, yeah. And you get the idea that he's the smartest guy on the set.
3: I get to see that, yeah. He,
0: um, yeah, so I'm not defending like, the kinds of roles he was, you know, unfortunately blacks were allowed to play yeah but um
2: and it's no fault of his own that that's what it was like in those times
0: yeah but he did
2: what he could with that and right yeah
0: yeah so you know from the 50s through the 60s he was pretty much out of work because the times changed
2: yeah yeah it's really weird how far things have come i mean as much as things aren't where they should be things have come a long way as far as like uh, the, the way characters can be written and portrayed based on their race in a movie oh
0: yeah like the fuss now is about like, asian characters being oh yeah replaced by white people
2: yeah the great japanese actor mickey rooney <laughs> i was <laughs> just gonna say breakfast
3: at <laughs> tiffany's
0: <laughs> i have not watched that i just oh i couldn't sit down to watch it knowing he'd
3: be in it oh my god that is the only bad part of the movie it's right. not a I've bad movie really I enjoy great. the movie
0: and I've seen her singing Moon River and stuff yeah
3: but. it's one of Eugenia's favorite movies right. and uh, yeah I sat down to watch it it was just like oh my god Mickey yeah. Rooney They need to cut those scenes. I'll have to watch it when Emily's
0: out because she's uh, she's Japanese-American.
3: Like Mickey Rooney. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) She talks just like that, wears those bottle glasses. I know, it's (laughs) terrible.
2: (laughs) Does does she spare you from all the great British actor Dick Van Dyke movies? (laughs) He's a national
0: treasure in Britain, isn't he? (laughs) Oh, yes, we all learned how to speak from Dick Van Dyke.
3: (laughs) I watched some uh, episode of Magnum P.I. because they're showing, you know every old TV show and all channels now. And I don't know who the actress was, but she was, she had the worst English accent <laughs> I have heard since Dick Van Dyke. It was unbelievably bad.
2: You know, it's funny. You, you won't hear it as much in my voice as you would, uh, people who I grew up with, but, uh, I'm from the South side of Chicago and I can hear it in my own voice when it comes out. And I know it's there, but when I'm in Midway Airport, when I fly in to, you know, visit my family who are all on the south side of Chicago, there's this announcement that always happens. And if I if I can do this right when I produce this, I'll put the echo behind it. But this guy goes, Attention, Midway passengers. Midway airport's a non-smoking airport. There's designated smoking areas outside the airport. And some other stuff he says, but he is such a Southsider. And I can hear it when he says. <laughs> <laughs> attention midway passengers <laughs> oh, man. And I tried I had a new iPhone at the time last, the last time I, I thought to do something with it and I couldn't figure out how to record You know, the audio around me with my phone and I kept trying to get it every time it started but it's just stunning mm. and, and fun oh, and man. embarrassing all at once
0: the only time I saw uh, Tom Selleck was in London they, had, they were filming in uh, Covent Garden and he was up on this throne being attended to by all these makeup people, you know, <laughs> women <laughs> cleaning the soup out of his moustache, whatever. And then there was this stuntman who was made up like him, who was doing the important running across the cobbles uh-huh. scene because you right. know if, if he tripped in those cobbles, they'd have to call off the shoot, you know. Right. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's the only time I saw him and, and his double. <laughs> Excellent. If you,
2: and I know neither of you watch The Walking Dead, but it, the funny thing about it is the the young teenage boy, um, uh, Carl. What is his Carl? Name? <laughs> Carl, yes, uh, who's played by Chandler Riggs. Uh, Carl is doubled by a thirty year, thirty one year old woman. Yeah, which is great. I yeah, I think that's just wonderful. And uh, and I don't think we aired this though. Um, but speaking of people doing stunt double work. Uh, Bob Elmore, who played uh, most of the Leatherface stuff okay, in, yeah. in Texas Chainsaw 2, who we we aired mm-hmm. that interview, he doubled John Candy in like so many movies. Ah, yeah. So that that's kind of a funny thing. If you look at him, you think Leatherface, John Candy. Yeah, who's who's counting? <laughs> <clears throat> Let's talk about Spider Baby some okay. more. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did we did we watch this film? <coughs> <laughs> well, uh. I watched it. Tw- well, I watched it once and listened to it once um yeah a lot of fun though
0: yeah it's got this weird tone to it hasn't it yeah there's always like uh the scenes that would be like straight horror in in another movie but then there's this comical music Mm -hmm. and then kind of vice versa when something kind of bizarrely funny is going on there's this creepy music going on yeah it it kind of keeps you 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 know something yeah yeah yeah, that's what i mean to say it's this weird tone yeah it kind of takes you
2: off your guard throughout yeah that's true yeah, Is
0: this scene going to end with something really horrible happening, or is it just going to be funny or weird? Or both. Yeah.
2: You know, when I was watching the movie the first time, I was reminded just visually, like, this looks like a really kind of a, like a hot summer day. And then I I read some, some notes about the movie, and apparently it was, like, filmed in July or something, and it was oh. really warm.
3: No air conditioning, and they had to, like, keep wiping Lon Chaney's face off. That's the same thing
2: I read. Yeah. (laughs) It's like they had to keep dabbing him. Mm -hmm.
3: And that Sid Haig had some horrible fever at the end.
2: (laughs) Oh no. With
3: his, uh, the last shots where he's looks really sick. I guess he he, was really sick.
2: (laughs) It was a black and white movie and the man looked green. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's pretty cool. So, uh, okay. So everybody likes the, um, was it Manton Moreland? the mm-hmm. actor's name yeah everybody kind of likes that scene any other favorites
0: I the girls were great yeah the, oh. that dinner scene oh yeah yeah the
3: dinner scene that's another one that made me think of the Rocky Horror Picture yeah, Show yeah
0: and, and Texas Chainsaw it? Yeah.
2: yeah everyone's trying to play it straight around yeah, the dinner table they like
0: serving them what's supposedly rabbit but you know you get the idea it's the cat it's that the cat caught. that he killed yeah <laughs> right and then there's this a pile of grass or something oh they say, that oh, this was is so salad.
3: fantastic <laughs> Oh my god. There's yeah, a bunch of weeds. <laughs> yeah, it was. And Ralph's a vegetarian, but he can eat whatever he catches.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, apparently they didn't understand the definition of vegetarian very well. Yeah. Um the the way the the blonde girl moves when she's crawling is mm-hmm. just super creepy. I like that a lot. Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah. She
3: had some great faces in the movie too. Yeah, she pulled some great faces.
2: And they did they did make it a point to mention the wolfman a couple of times, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just kind of
2: Yeah, they didn't say werewolf, they said wolfman. Well,
0: he he played a couple of the characters that she mentions when when uh what's her name? Anne Morris, the secretary. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, when, yeah, when she's talking about her love of horror movies and you think, "Oh, great, what a great woman." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, um Yeah, she's she's talking about the mummy, and yeah, he played all those. So he was like all four of the Universal.
2: That's right. He did. He did get his turn with each one of them.
0: Yeah, he was the the Frankenstein monster. He was the mummy. He was Dracula.
2: That's right. Son of Dracula, wasn't it?
0: Well, uh, yeah, the movie's Son of Dracula, but he turns out to be Dracula. Okay. He's he's going on under the pseudonym of uh, Alucard. Alucard. (laughs) Uh, I was delighted. I went to a. Uh, chipotle the nearest one to us and the, the business card the manager of the day was a so I, I said oh can i have your business card and he said, uh sure so i've got Alucard. that up on my fridge It's wow.
2: funny because i that same chipotle uh i i saw that because they had the manager's yeah. business card at the register and i looked right at it and i thought the same thing you did i went you know really? <laughs> is this are you putting us on or is this actually i mean i don't know what what origin that last name would be, but uh, Transylvanian—it's Dr- Dracula spelled <laughs> backward. <laughs> Jolie and they we were just having you on.
0: <laughs> you don't think he was Dracula? I don't think so. Oh, okay. It was broad daylight. Come on, Dracula's running a chipotle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this burrito tastes funny.
3: <laughs> well, you wouldn't be able to tell because this isn't rabbit chipotle you know i just blew our sponsorship on chipotle it
2: It was that close we were going to close the deal with chipotle
3: (laughs) all gonna get free burritos but not anymore nope
2: all right so um did, did you see where this was going with the big explosion
0: uh, it's like, how are we going to end this picture? I they, got it. Let's. They set up the construction site early on. Okay. Yeah. Don't they? I guess they do. First time you see it, you they kind, do, they of, do it do kind of comes some out of nowhere. But yeah, yeah, this movie gains when you see it again. Okay. Definitely. When you when you know where things are going. Yeah. You appreciate it. I more.
3: can see that.
0: Yeah. Cause now they were have... Peter and Alan, brother and sister, I assume. Uh, they were. Cu- they're both. Cousins, are they just cousins? They? Yeah. She she was yeah it's cousin Emily and he's they call him Uncle Peter. Okay. So there's that creepy scene where like Virginia's sitting on his lap and yes hiking up her nightdress.
3: Yeah, and asking him if he likes whoever the secretary is. Yeah. Does he like her? The pretty lady. The pretty, pretty lady. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was in a she was in a bunch of Coppola movies. She was in Dementia Thirteen before this one. Oh, okay. And then she was like. Part of the crew on his later films Also featuring
2: the music of Ronald Stein Mm -hmm. And they were
0: going to cut her foot off With a
3: hacksaw
2: Yeah Which would really 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 hurt
3: Yeah and would take A long time Please people use a circular Saw (laughs) or a sawzall Something Yeah.
2: Now um, Funny they should uh, Later use that in the movie Saw
0: yeah. Mm. And another uh person who was in Coppola movies was uh Carl Schanzer who plays Schlocker, the lawyer. Oh with, yeah. okay. the short guy with the Hitler moustache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd been in Dementia thirteen. He was great. And he was in a Jack Hill movie called uh, Bloodbath in sixty six. Hmm. And he was in an early Coppola movie called Tonight for Shore, which is a nudie western. A, a nudie, n- West. nudie Western? A nudie Western.
2: Uh, wow. How have I never heard of this subgenre? <laughs>
3: Now, I've seen Terror of Tiny Town, but nice. I've never seen a nudie Western.
2: I'm picturing it way better than it probably really is.
3: <laughs> i am not seen it,
0: I'm afraid. Okay.
2: Well, I'm picturing it being awesome, and it probably isn't as awesome as I'm picturing. Because I'm still 15, somehow. <laughs> oh, okay. Stay, um, did, did you hear there was a musical adaptation to this? Yep.
0: What yeah, up it was with, a touring musical.
2: What up with that?
0: Well, um, the uh, theme song's been covered a couple of times. Phantomass uh, did it. Really? And uh, The that. Accused did a cover version of it. No huh. kidding.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. I'm surprised The Misfits didn't get in on that. <laughs> yeah.
0: it's, that's
2: right up their alley. By the way, did you both hear they're reuniting in the original lineup?
0: Yep. Really? Dunzig.
2: Yes. Yes. Glenn Danzig getting back in front of the Misfits.
3: It's called the Early Birds Special Tour. (laughs) All the shows play at 4.30. I
2: will go see it. I know it's going to be part of Riot Fest. I'm going to to have to go see it. I saw them with Michael Graves singing. Um, Not the local graffiti artist, but uh, different Michael Graves. But uh, I want to see the original lineup. Okay, back to the thing. No. I'd like to see him with Peter Graves,
3: Peter Graves,
2: <laughs> or James Arness. That's not easy to do anymore. No, unless you know a good spell to conjure up the corpse of James Arness.
3: Well, I have my necromancer pants. So
2: <laughs> still haven't looked that up.
3: Why look it up now? You got the iPad right now. Look it up. Necromancer okay. Okay, pants. I'm it's doing it. I'm disgusting. It.
0: Okay. I can give oh. you a bit more trivia about Please. Carol Omar, who plays Cousin Emily. Mm-hmm. She died in Fort Collins. Did she? From what?
2: Exposure. Because she was hang. running around <laughs> She's running around in her lingerie in the winter.
0: Uh she was in House in Haunted Hill. She played yes. Vincent Price's wife. Yes. And uh she modelled or supposedly modelled for Copper Calhoun in Steve Canyon.
3: Oh, really?
0: You know, where they have all those they stage those yeah. photos where he's supposedly sitting at his, his drawing yeah, tablet yeah. and there's his women modeling at an angle that he couldn't draw them from. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, she was Copper Calhoun. Oh wow.
2: Oh, that's disgusting.
0: Yeah, yeah. there <laughs> they are. <laughs> ew,
2: the necromancer pants. <laughs> okay, they've got they've got it pixelated. I'm gonna tap on one of these that's not pixelated. There ew, you go. Ew, ew, ew. Somebody in 17th century Iceland made these. Magic pants, from what appears to be human skin. Yep,
0: ward off women. Yeah, ward off everybody. It would be very effective. Dogs.
2: Oh man. Well, okay, listeners, if you want to look up necromancer pants, do it at your own risk.
3: (laughs) Do it. Do it right now. We're gonna put the picture up. Instagram. (laughs)
2: <laughs> necromancer pants it just has a nice rhythm down it just rolls off yeah. the tongue then you get the picture and it's just
3: trousers of the dead
2: <laughs> Ugh. it's disgusting
3: dungarees of the damned
2: <laughs> it's funny when i when i googled it uh the first thing that popped up were a bunch of wrangler pleated pants like <laughs> a bunch of men's pants wrangler necromancer pants <laughs> then you tap on images and then you get a whole different look yep by the way men don't wear pleated pants it looks like you're wearing or a diaper
3: pants made out of uh someone's skin
2: if i had a cho- if i had a cho- choice between the two yeah. i think i might wear the necromancer <laughs> pants
0: yeah definitely be more of a talking point well, yeah
2: pleated pants oh hell no <laughs> necromancer pants i don't know maybe
0: start off your your the first couple of hours at the party by yourself with a large space around you but as more drinks got going people would wonder ask you about the pants
2: and how do they play into necromancing (laughs) any idea
3: um you put them on and you can talk to the dead i suppose wow i've not ever used any necromancer
2: pants so Okay, stage adaptations, um, a 2007 remake? Why? Of
3: what, Necromancer Pants or Spider Baby? Spider Baby.
2: Really? Yeah, according to this um, Wikipedia page, which, you know, that's gospel. Uh, in 2007, independent film producer Tony Didio began preparing a remake of the oh, film. Oh, yeah, yeah, never got finished. Uh, okay um featuring original director Hill as as executive producer and Jeff Broadstreet as director Broadstreet stated in an interview we're going to stick very closely to the basic story of the original film and at the same time dig deeper into the backstory of oh, the inbred good. Mary family blah 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 it was expected to have a budget of 3 to 5 million and was set uh, for release in 2008 but was stalled in production darn it wasn't going <laughs> to Man- suck
3: maybe it fell victim to the writer's strike or good
2: taste yeah that could have been it <laughs> that was about the time of the writer's strike wasn't it
3: yeah it ruined a lot of things but it saved us from a spider baby remake
2: yeah which who wants that all right any other interesting points about the movie julian uh
0: oh jack hill Definitely need to follow his movies. Yeah. Switchblade sisters. Switchblade sisters and, and he did uh, the amazing like uh, uh Pam Greer movies. Coffee. Oh, he coffee. did coffee, right? Foxy Brown, coffee. Foxy Brown Big yeah. Bird Cage. Have either one Big of you Dollhouse.
2: Have either one of you spotted uh, Pam
0: Greer in Denver? Yeah, I went to the that when she did that um you know, she brought out her autobiography. Oh yeah, you did mention that to yeah, me. Yeah, that's when I was having to be sitting. In the middle of her family
2: oh yeah oh wow i was sitting near some women uh we went to a cirque de soleil um show here last year and i was sitting near a group of women and a couple of them resembled her enough to where they could have been related mm. and i thought it could be her family <laughs> could be
3: does she live here actually yeah she does yeah, she has i know she's from here she, has her branch.
2: Branch. Mm-hmm. she does okay yeah mm. don cheetle's from
0: here right
2: yeah. Elvira's from uh, Fort Col- or Not Fort Collins But um, Colorado Springs uh, Really?
0: Lon Chaney Sr. Was born there Wasn't he? Yeah.
2: Yes yep. So we've got a lot And of- I
0: believe um, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. Used to work at the Sugar Building downtown Oh really? Yeah he used to Go up and down the ropes
3: um, Didn't Boris Karloff Retire in Colorado Springs Or something? Or he was from there I don't remember He was stalking
0: Elvira Probably Probably <laughs> Or vice versa.
2: Yeah, that could have gone either way. <clears throat> no, we've we've had uh, a lot of the beat poets um, hang out in Denver back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently. you can see like
0: plaques in the some of the paving stones. Of, yeah, where Jack Kerouac stopped off. And yeah. Jack
2: Kerouac threw up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Cassidy slipped on it. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Then, then you go back to, like, the Wild West, and we have those characters going through. Like yeah. Buffalo Bill, and...
2: It's a very rich history.
0: Yeah.
3: You know a guy who had, uh, ginsburg spent the night at his house, and in the morning, uh, they got up and did all the dishes, and he wrote him a poem oh, for no my kidding. friend and left it on the refrigerator, so he has, like, an actual handwritten <laughs> Ginsberg poem. Wow. That'd be worth some
0: bucks. Was it, it done in, like, those magnet things? <laughs> no, that'd be perfect, though.
2: <laughs> I have the F-word edition of the magnets, okay. the oh. magne- magnetic poetry.
0: At the art supply
3: store yep. we worked at, I would switch out the X-rated ones with the kids' <laughs> ones. <laughs> <laughs> I switched a bunch of those. So there's Did you really? People who, yeah, that would be good. I'd also take pieces out of puzzles occasionally when we got puzzles, because oh. <laughs> that's just so mean. That's mean. It is. It's cruel, but it was Project
2: Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, like, we we uh, had something pop up um, recently that, um, what was it, Mysterious Baby Heads appearing around Denver? That popped up on, mm. on uh, the internet, but specifically Blumhouse.com had posted the story about it and it's totally Andy who we worked with. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's totally his. Th- I don't know for a fact it was him, but looking at it that's totally him. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny.
3: I've oh. often wondered about the Have you seen the uh the like uh 8-bit uh Yeah, Invader pictures that yeah, that he did the like foam That he's stuck on the streets. Oh, the the Pac-Man ones. No, not the Pac-Man. He did bigger ones, too. He did 8-Bits as well? Yeah. Oh, And they're on... If you walk downtown, you'll see, like, on the asphalt, and they've been pushed down with car wheels enough that they're never coming up. I imagine that's Andy as well. (laughs) That's so funny.
0: And
2: and according to um, some people back in the day, a little over 10 years ago space invader the graffiti artist had been through denver yeah he did that tile
3: thing he did he did come through he did a tile thing at Miner's.
2: yeah it was on the old marquee sign Mm -hmm. and then there was another one down the street at um uh what is that place sputnik satellite
3: something like yeah sputnik
2: yeah one of those places
3: i saw one in new york whatever when i was up there
2: interesting stuff but we're here to talk about Spider Baby.
3: <laughs> and I stuck those Pac Men everywhere.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. The 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 hands and the Pac Men.
3: The hands. I took part in that too. That was fantastic. Yeah, I, I
2: helped with some of those as well.
3: Yeah, I was climbing <laughs> street signs and doing art crime. Doing art crime.
2: <laughs> yeah, and your headquarters had a slanted floor, didn't it? It did. <laughs> Hey, yeah, a little little uh, pro tip for you: just tilt the camera next time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, Julian. Any other cool facts about the movie? Um, that house
0: mm-hmm. is still there. They didn't yeah, blow it up. Apparently, no. yeah. It's like it's uh, it, it's part of a neighborhood. It was you know that mm-hmm. in the film, it looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. But
2: how do they do that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it's this magic trick, editing. This <laughs> this beam comes out of the screen and gets in the eyes, and you think it's yeah out in the middle of nowhere.
2: It sure looked like it. Yeah. They, they drove and drove and drove to get there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they drive into town, and, like uh, Uncle Peter and Anne drive into <clears throat> town, and the, they just get smashed, and they're yeah. just driving around drunk. Yeah. No seatbelts.
2: No seatbelts. Hey, there was a great danger back then of actually getting scolded by a cop.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and then, you know... Then, then you'd be asked if you're okay to drive, and then they would send you on your way. Yeah, they they were
0: both white. They were safe. Yeah, that's probably true.
2: That's back when you could just um, drink and drive. Yeah, just just drive around drinking, no seatbelts. No
0: seatbelts.
2: Yeah, man,
0: those were the days. Yeah, (laughs) just put on your smoking jacket and. Did they make you watch those like safety films in school? Yeah, like blood
3: on the asphalt.
2: Never Me- had to see that one. I Mecha- didn't
0: see them in school, but I did <clears throat> see them when I was in the Boy Scouts. Okay. Yeah, we we had to watch uh, mechanized death.
2: <laughs> wow, that sounds like a Terminator that was about movie. the Terminators. Yeah, yeah
0: classic from the, about 1960.
3: Yeah, we watched uh, like blood on the asphalt and something else, and then the cop who was there for the. Boy Scout Troop, giving this presentation, passed out all these really gory photos that he had from various accidents, and he'd point out great things, like, you can see this guy's brains all over the sidewalk. Like,
2: oh, goody. Wow. Wasn't Darren from Bewitched in some of those old kind of uh, movies? I don't know. Not Was necessarily the driver. Which Darren? The, the actual, the real Darren, not that stupid jerky Dick brother. York or Dick Sargent? Uh, the first Dick. Sergeant York? <laughs> Sergeant Dick. Sergeant Dick <laughs> no, the first Darren, the good one, the second Darren was just a total gomer <laughs> didn't like him with this big light bulb weird face, anywho, um yeah, he was in a lot of those those uh films about being polite and you know eating your vegetables and whatever, oh. whatever kind of crap they used to do, yeah, those old uh informative films, yeah, he was in some of those. Yeah.
3: I need to yeah. bring this back.
2: Pretty sure it was Dick York. That was the first Dick. Mm-hmm. That was yeah.
3: the first Dick? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: There's a joke there with Elizabeth Montgomery, but I'm not going to do it because I thought she was pretty cool. So
3: What know. was the joke? She had two
2: dicks? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, no. <laughs> God will. <laughs> Really? <laughs> All right. Back to Spider Baby. <laughs> we haven't sidetracked this bad in weeks.
3: Oh, well, we, were we
0: were, had a guest yeah. last week to was help was on, us. On point and everything.
2: We were on our best behavior. Yeah. Okay. Now, So, now. so no remake. <laughs> um, the Academy Film Archive uh, preserved this in 2012 using the original camera negative. Oh, wow. A new fine grain. Master positive, new duplicate negative, and new prints were created, as well as analog and digital soundtrack masters. So that's probably why you saw such a pristine presentation of it, Will.
3: Yeah. There were a couple of shots where <clears throat> bits of the film were a little blurry, but mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if that was an effect or an...
0: Yeah, what, what I find effect. it feels like a, a debut film where they've, they haven't shot enough coverage. mm Uh, you know it needs a bit more energy to really yeah come across as a you know black comedy Uh, there's too many scenes that just runs and runs from a static shot yeah it kind of kills the momentum a bit i think but um you know that's a common thing with first movies but
2: sure yeah
0: yeah i think it works pretty well most of the time
2: but overall definitely a success
0: yeah. yeah on that ending's just bonkers yeah. yeah it is pretty crazy <laughs> they got all these crazy monsters in the cellar and, oh man yeah and then uh, yeah Alan I, I, comes uh, yeah can't, cousin Emily bursts Emily in Emily comes back dressed yeah. in her negligee and carrying carving knives and <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it all crazy it all went off the
2: rails at the end <laughs> and I, I do like the fact that they do the the little recap and uh, then you see the 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 daughter outside mm-hmm. admiring a spider and looking crazy mm-hmm. yes it's like the whole thing's going to come back around the end and then question, a question mark, <laughs> mark pops up after the end and at that point you know you kind of realize that oh, they might they might have had ideas and ambitions of doing more with it but
0: uh he did have an idea for a, a follow-up where it follow that couple
2: oh okay yeah um
3: i can't remember what it was called but yeah he did try to or he did write a script yeah. or something for that. I read a, a
0: treatment or something. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, you know, it, it could have been a failure, so maybe it's not bad. We didn't get. That. It's probably
3: best. Yeah. Since you only get the one. Yeah. You know, leave
2: good enough alone. <laughs> you know, we we don't need a sequel to Ferris Bueller or The Breakfast Club or Shaun of the Dead or any of that
3: stuff. Yeah, I mean, they made a sequel to rocky horror picture show but nobody's ever watched it i've so not seen that
2: shock treatment yeah. is terrible is it
3: yeah i couldn't shock watch treatment. it
2: all now that you say it i have a vague notion that i've heard of it but no. yeah
3: i uh, i don't think we finished it we tried <laughs> to watch it one night on some channel and phew, it was not good
2: um do you remember the one joe bob briggs recommended to me the apple I asked. Yeah. Oh, oh so yes. Well. yes, I want to see that. Is that the have musical? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Jolien has seen it. We have not. Isn't the musical? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh Apple. you seen it? Yeah. Is it really crazy and weird? <sighs> it's
0: Is it... pretty crazy. It didn't it's go pretty far pretty enough crazy. for me.
2: Yeah, I. Well, in its day, I guess it would have been pretty. Possibly. Weird. It's pretty cheesy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I guess it's badness is what's so good it about it. It is bad. Yeah. It is definitely bad. Was it Golan or Globus who did that one?
3: I don't remember.
2: I don't know who did that, but of... I know
3: I've watched it, and I can't remember much about it now. But... It was one of the two cousins, anyway. If
0: I saw that with a crowd of people, it would have been fun. Yeah. Watching yeah. it by myself is just... Uh, it's, hey, it's, and,
2: and weed is legal here in Colorado, <laughs> so you know, it, it could totally make it funnier and more bearable. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i wonder if movies do better in colorado
2: because of <laughs> comedies that you comedies and you you'd know. really poorly written half-assed comedies are hilarious here <laughs> and they sell a lot more popcorn i don't know yeah, what the deal is say. <laughs> the concession sales have gone
3: through the roof When that movie half-baked came out i imagine concession sales went way up
2: oh yeah so have you recommended this? Do you recommend this to oh, our yeah. listeners? As... Yeah, I'm gonna recommend this to everybody, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm in the club for sure.
3: I like it a lot. I told I told Eugenia, you'll like it. She was kinda on the fence, I think, about seeing this. But then you... but I kept telling her that it was about Spider Man as a baby. <laughs> 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 Which I wanna see Marvel. Uh-huh. Spider Baby. Spider-Man, baby. <laughs> baby Spider-Man. You figure it out. I remember
2: um, Bobcat Goldthwait used to want to do a movie called, it was either Teen Jesus or Teen Christ. And he said, hey, there's no record of Christ's teen years. You know, like, what, what about when he was being rebellious? What would that have been like?
0: Oh, yeah. That'd that would be, be good, yeah. you yeah, to read those edited gospels of his grown-up.
3: Yeah. yeah. He's got some crazy stuff there when he's... 12 or so. Yeah. Yeah. They
2: don't have to find anyone to buy booze. It's like, I'll turn this into wine right now, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. So, uh, yeah, I think we all kind of recommend this spider baby movie to anyone who likes this kind of stuff. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, you both heard of course that, um, the Halloween, uh, reboot is happening.
3: Another reboot. It's going to be a reboot
2: well the, a re reboot a re reboot <laughs> What? ruby uh, root <laughs> uh actually john Carpenter's going to be involved he's executive producing it there you go and uh blumhouse is going to be the the production company behind it and he just wants to to kick start this thing just well I shouldn't use the words kickstart, because that means a different thing but he wants to breathe new life into this thing and and get it going again. And hopefully that's a good thing. I say just hire all the people who made it follows and just (laughs) let John Carpenter oversee them Uh and tell them where to shake out the bags of leaves and just Mm. do it. Yeah. You know, it could look great and don't get a guy who's nine feet tall to play Michael Myers. Yeah. He he could be six. Get a guy
3: who's five feet tall. (laughs) Let's go the other way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. A really short Michael Myers at like four eleven. Is Danny DeVito available? Danny DeVito is Michael Myers.
1: Tom Cruise.
3: How about Mike Myers? Oh yeah, that would be great. It would be very meta. And what if it's actually Mike Myers? He's playing himself. Yeah,
0: he's, he's wearing Austin Powers glasses and everything. Yeah, and then the yeah. mask
3: over the top of that. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Uh, I don't like them remaking things. Not that I hate remakes, just because I want something new. It's mm-hmm. gone
2: too far, and they need to course correct. And I think the only way to do that is to get some people who really care, and who's going to care more about it than John Carpenter? I mean, it's he's watched this thing get twisted and turned into just a mucky mess. And then Rob Zombie did his take on it, which is a different thing. You know, love it or hate it, it's a different thing, but all of those other sequels, they just weren't they weren't right. They just missed the mark. Except and, Halloween 3. Yeah. I liked Halloween 2. <laughs> search for curly's gold <laughs> well,
0: we'll, we probably need to get into this when we do more of the halloween series when we're closer to halloween but uh, yeah I, I really like the first three yeah and uh, i enjoy the fourth one
1: I don't,
3: I don't remember the fourth one and i watched part six when we started this thing right a long time ago and it was pretty terrible
2: um, when it gets closer to Halloween, which is going to be our one year anniversary of doing this show, I think we need to plan in advance like this extravaganza. Mm-hmm. I think we need to have a month of, of like covering some of our favorite stuff. Um, I mentioned to Stephen in a, an email just recently that uh, we'll probably want to have him back on the show uh, around Halloween time to maybe do a werewolf episode.
0: Yeah, and we, and we need to drag him out to the Friday the 13th Route
2: when yeah. that comes out. Yeah. I think that'd be cool because, you know, he's... He's big on slashes. Yeah, he, yeah, lo- he loves the slashers. No vampires for him unless we want, like, the dissenting opinion. We could just take him to to a real snooty vampire movie. <laughs> you know, something with a lot of frilly shirts and, you know, a lot of mincing around and <laughs> flicking fingernails. Redoing
0: really re- Interview with a Vampire, speaking of frilly shit, I've not heard really? about this. I've actually
3: not heard of it.
0: Okay. Hmm. That was a dull movie. I like that. Oh, yeah. I
3: remember I staring at one. the lights way up in the ceiling in the theater going, how do they change those bulbs? Do they have a long stick or a really tall ladder? And then I go, man, this movie's still on. Well, back to the bulbs. <laughs> Looked over. My roommate was like falling asleep watching it. Hey, we when, we're fans of the book, but.
2: Whew. Hey, when Brad Pitt slices that dude in half. It was Brad Pitt that does that, mm-hmm. does yep. that with a sickle, right? Mm-hmm. Or scythe, whatever you call it. Anywho, um, that was cool. That looked good. Um, Antonio Banderas mm-hmm. doing his little dance number with his with his top hat. Yeah. I bet gravity. if I
3: watched it again, I, I it would probably be more enjoyable.
2: Yeah, there's some good scenes. Yeah.
3: And then Queen of the Damned. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one that,
2: that wasn't a stinker at all that was a film that's all i'll say <laughs> i can put that in the uh in the laurel leaves uh yeah wreath that was for a you. film <laughs> we need to do it we need to do a shirt that's just got a bunch of those wreaths on it with all the stuff that you've said that yeah <laughs> that'll be that'll be part of our our uh, anniversary show is we'll uh, we'll post that on our instagram made for children and (laughs) halfwits yeah yeah see all that stuff that would be on the back of a video box that no one ever reads yeah
3: i had a friend in art school who's uh her professor gave her just the most scathing review of her work said something like your work makes me want to (laughs) cry and she put that on her on like a book she did of work Excellent. she had that as a blurb on the front was your work makes me want to cry <laughs>
2: oh that's great what a dick thing to say to a student oh no, it was
3: bad it, i don't remember all that she said but it was my friend she said she went home and cried because it was oh. so negative and she had not expected any of that like nobody had ever mentioned that her work was bad in any way or but
2: like there's some things that that can't be mistaken for like a problem of context you know like if somebody says the words hitler was awesome there's no way that oh that was taken out of context it really didn't that's not what they meant
3: hitler was awesome at playing horseshoes
2: (laughs) okay maybe he
3: He made really great (laughs) mixtapes
0: he loved dogs he was a shitty man sure but he did love dogs. killed his dogs did he Yeah, he poisoned his dogs in the bunker. Oh, okay, at the very end.
3: But, you know, they would have put those dogs on trial.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. This has taken a very dark turn.
3: Uh, Nazi dogs and the men that love them. Was Blondie a Nazi?
2: Mm, I don't think so. (laughs) So, um wow how did we get there oh yeah some things cannot be just mistaken for bad context some things are just wrong if they're said and your work makes me cry <coughs> that's just mean
0: tears of joy
2: yeah okay no
0: there, but yeah. I mean, if you were a little o henry or something you'd say, oh thanks
2: yeah. yeah all right yeah if you're writing sad poetry then maybe but oh, shame on the bad teachers who say bad things I think we covered Spider-Baby pretty well. <laughs> Did we? Did okay. we? Did we even talk about it? <laughs> Spider-Baby. It's a film. It's the film about the trial of Hitler's dogs.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to blow it. I don't want to give away what happens because that's part of the delight.
2: Yeah. We don't, don't, don't want to blow the ending? Everybody in this was fantastic, though. Yeah. Go watch it, people who haven't watch watched it. Watch it
3: a couple times. It's on internetarchive.org.
0: Yeah. There you go. Definitely you watch, watch it free. more than once
2: and i should mention that uh we will probably post a few good pictures on our instagram where we're pretty easy to find we are chewing the scenery on instagram and uh, of course you can find us the same way on facebook i don't think anyone else has a similar name unlike the unfortunate moon rays who have the other moon rays with a similar name well uh,
0: on uh, chewing the scenery uh some other uh, there's some musician who comes up all the time oh
2: yeah really
0: yeah hmm
2: Yeah, but it's pretty easy to spot which one's the podcast with Mm -hmm. us on it. Yeah, I noticed that, too. There's somebody who has a track that's got that name or something. Mm. But uh, we're the podcast.
0: We're the podcast. (laughs) The podcast. Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, should we wrap it up?
0: I'd say so. Cool. I think this is good. Um, Yeah, Werewolf Ambulance did an episode about this movie as well. Did they? Yeah, check it out. Oh, I have
2: to check it out. I would have absolutely have listened to it. And have, and of course this means I've forgotten having listened to it. So I'm going to go back and listen to it again. Yeah. yeah. Cause I am up to date and I've listened to every one of their episodes. Oh. Yeah. And they're, they are awesome. So, uh,
3: shout out yeah. to them.
2: Shout out to them. I, Any I mean, other new
3: podcasts are you listening to? What um, were you talking about? Bunker or something? Oh, or?
2: bunker buddies was a lot of fun. Yeah. There's a couple of comedians talking about, uh, different scenarios, different disaster scenarios or, challenging situations and uh that's a lot of fun to listen to and what was the you had something uh you must remember oh you must remember this is one that dana gould mentioned and uh i really enjoyed it i listened to like all 12 parts about the manson family
0: nice. <laughs> and oh a, no
2: and then a bunch of other stuff about um it's about how he was involved with different musicians and actors and right. the whole hollywood scene
0: and then um i research i i i kind of stay away from you know, actual killers, because I don't want to give them, you know, name checks or fame or anything. And, no. And it is just too depressing. But uh, I, I wrote an article about uh, uh Sharon Tate movies, so I thought, all right, I better yeah. honor, honor her by researching what happened. Yeah. It's just
3: terrible. Oh, absolutely. Terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Helter so, Skelter is a fantastic book, but, man, it is a horrible crime.
2: Yeah. Well, and I, I feel like it's not enough to just know a few high points about something bad that happened it's good to kind of dig a little deeper and know what happened and why who fell for what uh, what were the circumstances and i and i do like to know and not out of uh, the place of morbidity but just out of the place of uh, wanting to be informed. And that's why I do sometimes uh, dig a little deeper and, and learn a little more about these things. But, yeah, I don't feel like uh, like it's cool to run around with a Charles Manson T-shirt like, no. he's, like he's some groovy rock star. Yeah. He, he's clearly a, a psycho who did I, horrible I things. guys
0: at art college, like one of them, he, he, uh, he was in the, f- he, he, the 3D department. So they, they were basically reinventing the chair all the time. Mm-hmm. and he did this furniture based around serial killers so it was like deliberately uncomfortable furniture and <laughs> oh, he wow. was really into it wow. uh, yeah so he had the vinyl LP of Charles Manson and it, it's pretty dreadful oh. yeah I
3: have Charles Manson's guitar, guitar album yeah and he performed in prison just for the novelty of it right yeah, yeah.
2: it's it's mediocre at best yes Yeah.
3: Well, you know, the Beach Boys recorded his, so.
0: Yeah. Well, they stayed at one of the Beach Boys' Yeah, house. he
3: stayed at, um, um, I forget which one it was. It was Mike Love, was it?
2: No, it was a, um, It was a Dennis. Dennis, that's it. Dennis Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. the one that was so involved. But in any event, um, that podcast, you must remember this. Is really well-researched, and they did a bunch of stuff about the studio system, a bunch of stuff about the Red Scare, mm-hmm. and uh, really interesting stuff to listen to. And all the episodes are about an hour, so it, it's good listening, for me at least, while I'm printing at work. And, uh, you know, I can just go one episode into the next. It's, it's really good stuff. And, of course, the Dana Gould hour, I think Will and I both listen to him, uh, and he is really funny and does, yeah. a, does a lot of cool stuff. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff on my playlists um the bald move network that's uh jim and aaron they do a bunch of cool podcasts and they do commissioned podcasts talking about movies and i just listened to their one where they talk about donnie darko and that was a lot of fun so I, I do enjoy donnie darko that's a pretty good movie yeah i've heard some people say oh it doesn't hold up i don't know man like, what's I've it what's hold it up to
0: what hold up to what exactly i mean yeah. it,
2: was, it was a lot of fun to watch um any others that you're listening to jillian
0: i don't tend to listen to talk shows because uh, my brain's so mushy i'm trying to concentrate on you know doing drawings and things mm-hmm. i just can't be That's, distracted by someone talking yeah
3: i have to if i put anything on it has to be something that i've seen a zillion times yeah i just want kind of background noise maybe a right. couple laughs yeah. here and there but New stuff. I end up watching movies. I'm too close. But, you know, yeah, distracted. I, I, like I
0: only listen to to this one when or, and Werewolf Ambulance when I'm checking through mail and things. So oh, I cool. Don't need to concentrate. Yeah. Uh, but I, but you know on the other hand, the people like you know Mike Minnola has movies on and yeah, Zach Howard has like history and science programs on all the time.
2: Oh, stuff to blow the mind is a really good one for science stuff. Yeah, they're they're a lot of fun, and they're also about an hour episode. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, well, should we say goodbye for now? Oh okay. yes, yeah. let's goodbye. do it. Goodbye. Hey, listeners, thanks a lot, and if you go get a chance, rate, review, and subscribe. We might eventually get up on Stitcher. I haven't gotten the email yet, but we applied to be uh, distributed or whatever you call it. I don't know what it. that is, but it's a
0: it's basically a. <laughs> You're excited. I'm excited. It's a it's a podcast (laughs)
2: distribution thing, the same way iTunes is. Oh, okay. Like our stuff is hosted on SoundCloud and available there to either download or listen, but then iTunes doesn't host anything. They just they're like a distribution sort of hub for all things listenable. So um, right now, those are the two places I know that you can get us. But uh, Stitcher is a a big uh, place for people. I guess you could call that a pod catcher. But anyway, it's a big one of those. But um, yeah, if you get a chance to rate, review, and subscribe, uh, it, help, it, yeah, it helps us. Unless they're
3: bad reviews. We don't want to Yeah. <laughs>
2: and shout out us on Instagram or Facebook. We, we will write back. We'll say hi. I promise you.
3: Only five-star reviews, please.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If, you, if, if you're reviewing us anything less than five stars, just don't review us at all and yeah. quit listening. We won't bug you <laughs> any further. I promise. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, oh, good night. Well, and? Good night. Stay off the moors. He means they're vampires.
1: Oh, yes, and werewolves.
3: Are you a horror film fan, Miss Morse?
1: Oh, yes, I love it. Dracula, Frankenstein. And the mummy? Oh, the mummy. I love the mummy. The way he walks. Step scrape.
3: Step scrape. Oh, and the wolf man. Yeah.
1: There's going to be a full moon tonight.
3: going to do with her don't you know you made this plan i
1: didn't have enough time to finish it she wiggles just like a big squiggly bug in a spider web (laughs) hmm uncle ned could make her quiet no Bruno would
3: be very mad anyway ralph likes her see
1: We mustn't hurt her, just make her quiet.